Right, ladies and gentlemen, hello, welcome, Nova Meets Podcast. Uh, we're doing highlights on YouTube, as you can see. My moustache is having a, a bit of a nightmare today. Heat and coldness, Sam. If you ever grow a moustache, <laughs> the curls, the heat, it drips. And if it's cold, I were in Minneapolis once and it snapped off because of the cold. It was like them cartoon things, so I'm having a bit of a nightmare. But anyway, uh, if you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, welcome. Um, top three countries this year, uh, sorry, this week. The top ones are Australia, Germany and England. So, yes, yeah, last week it was Russia, Greece and El Salvador. It's random, isn't it? That is pretty random, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and sitting next to me, I've got an... Uh, I would call you an inspirational um, human being. <laughs> A Yorkshire inspirational human being for people who don't know this Sam Boat, right? Um, who you, you're, you're a great guy. We've, we've only known each other for probably less than a year, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got something come over to the 59 agency, yeah. Um, and th- that's how we met each other. Uh, I forgot to stay, I need to stay. Yeah, I've got, this uh, this episode is sponsored by McDowell's. Have you had a McDowell's mm. haulage company, Keith? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who actually looked down the list, saw who I had on next, and they went, We're having that episode. So they're big fans of yours, um, McDowell's, yeah. So if you need, need any haulage work, anything, any pallets. <laughs> yeah, right. any pallets. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, you're on my back. yeah there, <laughs> there you go. But I'm, I mean, I've read, I've watched videos of, of what you have done in the past. Um, but you've got something pretty incredible coming up July 22nd, is that correct? July 22nd, yeah. July 22nd, you're doing a, a mammoth, I'm going to call it mammoth, all right? Yeah, that is A mammoth... Triathlon. Yep. Do you want to tell people what you do? Um, so first I'll swim the channel. So July the twenty second, hopefully, if if weather conditions permit, swim the channel, then get to France and get a little pilot boat back, get back to the UK and do Land's End Johnny Brook, mm-hmm. which is eight hundred and fifty four mile on my bike. That's in one sitting. So just as fast as I can, all in one, no sleeping, not really resting, just get off the road, toilet, whatever. Um, try and do that in less than 44 hours. So most people do it as like, um, wow. you know, like an holiday, three week sort of jaunt type thing. So yeah, do that in less than 44 hours. And then when you get to the top, I'm going to try and run back down and to... To try and break the world record is to try and do 100 miles a day for nine days. But I don't think I'm going to do it like that because I've been thinking about how to break it down. Mm-hmm. Because before, when I ran 50 mile, I kind of just ran 50 miles. Some days it might take me nine hours, some days it might take me 17 hours. But no matter what time it was, you don't just get in and go, boom, back straight to sleep, you know, and start to recover. You get in, you'll have something to eat, you'll have a, you know, potter around, try and get your trainers off because you can't use your bend down too well. Um, so I thought if I just go for like an arbitrary 100 mile and say, right, after 100 mile, that's me, I'm just going to rest then, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to fall asleep. So what I'm going to try and do is just run as fast and as far as I can for as long as I possibly can. So if that means I can make three days and I can just do three days of constant running and then drop and then I'll just try and do that again and I'll just do that as many times as it takes to get down now hopefully that might mean that I break the record if not hopefully it means I get sort of I'll be happy if I can get within 10% of it mm-hmm. having thought of what's gone before so that's the that's the plan 
854 miles up, 854 miles back down. Can I ask you a question? You're going to ask me if I'm stupid or... No, no, I'd never, no, never say that. <laughs> but, 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 but why, where did the concept come? Um, um, kind of, obviously, we, we obviously we'll speak about your mum had to trek across America, you ran across America. I've yeah. driven across America several times with a band, right? I know how far that is. But you kind of you forest gumped it up, didn't you? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. you just literally went from New York to LA. It's about yeah. three and a half thousand, isn't it? Yeah, just short. Yeah, just short of. Um, and some of them roads are long. Yeah, there's not many corners. No, there's not many corners. Everything's on like a, a right angle in it. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah so um, like a grid. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, yeah. So, so obviously we'll, go, we'll touch again on that. Obviously the American stuff, but where where this this, this is world record coming up. Yeah. Which which it is, isn't it? It's, yeah. If you, if you smash yeah. this, you've. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. If I, yeah. if I, yeah, if I break the, 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 the swim, I have no chance of breaking the world record at the swim. For starters, it, it, Guinness will not, um, Guinness World Record won't even condone it as a record attempt because it's too dangerous. So they don't say that it is a world record attempt. So this, the Channel Swim Association have their own. Is it? Is a dog dreaming? Yeah. It's cute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just having like a little dream. Oh, that's yeah, wow, a little dream. <laughs> um, yeah, so Guinness don't, they don't kind of um, verify that it is a world record because right. it's too dangerous. So the only ones that they do verify are the bike and the run. Um, so yeah, if I broke them, I would be amazingly happy. But I'd just be happy, kind of, I'd be the first guy that's ever done it. I'd be the first guy that's ever done all three back to back. Like that, the the a guy has swum the length of the a swum from Johnny Broach to Lands End, then biked, then run. But it took him four years because he did one, then he'd have a couple of years off, then he did the next one, then the next one like that. Whereas because I'm a teacher, I've only got the six week holiday, mm. and because of budget and constraints like that, I've only been able to get the camper van for three weeks. So it has to take me less than three weeks. And which out of the three of them, swim, run, bike, I'm going to try and put these in order so you've gone over. Yeah. Right. Which ones are you kind of, God, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm going to, right, I'm going to go, sw- you're not looking forward to swimming, are you? No, not at all. Is it true that you've only pretty much learned how to swim? Yeah. In the last what? Probably in the, well, I learned, I could swim, as in I can swim up and down a swimming pool a couple of times, yeah. breaststroke. I couldn't do front crawl at all. Then I learned how to do front crawl from watching YouTube. And then a friend of mine while we were at university, he tragically died. He, he got cancer really young. So we had a 15-year reunion for him. And to do that, we uh, had a charity rugby game. So I thought, oh, I'll go and play in that. You know, and it was brilliant. Then I broke my shoulder. And I had four pins, three screws put into my shoulder. So I couldn't swim at all. So I couldn't even rotate my arm round. So then, uh, so yeah, that was a bit of a nightmare. So I had kind of four or five months of not being able to swim at all. That was last May. So that's, yeah, from May, kind of got in. I kind of started swimming again in October, November-ish. Yeah. So what we're in now, June. So I've had that amount of time to, to, to learn how to swim. And obviously I've swum in the sea, in the oceans. Not not anything what you're going to be doing, but it's a totally different ball game from swimming in a swim pool. Yeah, you've got current, 
Yeah. You, you, you can't control weather. No. It's one of the most powerful things in the world, isn't it? Yes. It? It's incredible. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. If I'm out on my bike, mm-hmm. I can pull over to the side, I can have something to eat, I can sit down and rest my legs for five. When we're doing the channel, you can't touch the boat. You can't touch anyone else. So even the team, like Kerry and the guys and Helen and Darren that are going to be on the boat with me, like feeding me, they have to get a dog lead, attach like a little um, protein shaker thing to it and throw it out. You're not allowed to have any kind of propulsion. You know, they're not allowed to, to help you in any way. So every everything about it is done to make it harder. You know, and so then, treading water. Yeah, you're just treading water, basically for that amount of time. And obviously, if the tide's against you, you're treading water and going flipping backwards. You know, so the the few miles that you've just swum, you're treading water. You're not obviously moving back a few miles, but you're moving back. You know, you're going to be moving back a few meters every time. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I always try and put it into context for people mm-hmm. to say like how busy it is as a shipping lane, because. They describe the English Channel as like trying to navigate a snail across the M25. That's how busy the shipping lane is. Can you imagine trying to shepherd a snail across this the uh, M25? So a snail going across one of the, well, the busiest motorway in England. Yeah. Which is it, and it is busy. Yeah. But you got you got to think about it, you got P and O's, yeah. you got cruise ships, you got fishing, yeah. Yeah. So you got to yeah. think the the roughness of everything as well. Yeah. And there's a, you mean? Yeah. Little you. Yeah, exactly. You're tiny in comparison yeah. to them, aren't you? You know, so, so yeah, that makes me nervous. Um, but just the, the pain of it, you know, because I hurt my shoulder so badly. Yeah. Rotating my arm over like that over and over again, it just hurts. You right. know, it just it by the end of it, it's just gonna be, in bits all over the place. So, um, so yeah, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Yeah, I do think you're mental. Yeah. But in a, in a nice way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you've got so much kind of drive and determination. You 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 want people who've got ambition as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's an unbelievable thing. Stuff you've done in the past, uh, which we'll touch on. But we're, we're going to kind of we'll put press pause on the triathlon because today's a bit of a special kind of podcast. Another meets because it's like a day in a life. Really, we're going to sit down here. We're going to have a little drive in the car. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk music in the car. Then we're, then you're going to get invited out of the gym. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. Um, and kind of that we're going to leave you there, but we'll talk a bit more about the triathlon and training regimes and food and stuff yeah. later on. If that's alright with you, no you grew up in Malham, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you've ever been to Malham, if you're listening, watching Malham's the most one of the most beautiful spots in Yorkshire. Isn't it? It's it's gorgeous. Amazing. However, it's in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, you're talking forty minutes to a supermarket type yeah. thing. You're well, talking, you know, <laughs> few flecks of snow here, or at like normal height. <laughs> Is you know like a blizzard up there, and and then you don't go to school, which is quite cool. But yeah, it's Malham's like this. I, I don't know. It's kind of how I always people think of people that have been at boarding school, right. you know, because they live in like a bubble, don't they? Yeah. You know, it's not real life, and I always think Malham's a bit like that. Most of the time, you live in a village of two hundred people, and you only ever see them. Then at a weekend it floods to God knows how many thousand people because all tourists come. But as well, your livelihood depends on it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone up there depends on on tourism. Even though, you, you know, you might think, oh, well, a farmer doesn't or um, a builder doesn't. They actually probably do because, you know, just the kind of the people that they sell to and the things that they 
you know they do and 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 how they sell on to the shops and things like that that are there so everybody kind of has some kind of vested interest in in tourism so you know for i mean for me it was ace it was absolutely brilliant you know to be able to go out i could just go and in at the field kick a footy around mm. if i wanted to go for a run go up the cold stairs you know and as you know run up there go across the top back down into the village go and swim in the river in the summers you know and it's not like yeah. you're jumping in a canal or something like that so yeah as a kid it's, it's absolutely brilliant but as well on the flip side of it when you kind of get into your teenage years and those years where you're wanting to mm -hmm. to go out you know you're talking of you know 40 minute taxi ride to your nearest you know nightclubs or whatever you know it's a you know leeds is this metropolis that you've that you've never been to that's you know that's it's almost like a different life you know mm -hmm. bradford scene is this place that you would probably never go to it'd be like a full sunday day out with going to bradford what? you know yeah <laughs> you know so it's um it's a big day out to to go somewhere so yeah living in the town's just a little bit further down it's easier at the moment you have siblings um yeah yeah i've got two brothers one yeah. younger one older so you know and then they're like my best mates yeah and because of living there they they are your best mates as well w weirdly though like i was closer with my younger brother when um when we were kids and now we're all kind of you know all got married and children and stuff like that now we're just all amazingly close mm -hmm. um you know and it's weird because i can't pinpoint when that happened or or why it happened you know i just know that if you know, we could go out us three. We wouldn't need any other mates there. We wouldn't need anyone else there. We could go out for some beers, and we still have the best day. You know, and it's I don't know that I find that class. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Ace. It's Sim more simple brilliant. things in life. Yeah, that I absolutely love yeah. it. And when people say to me, "Oh, I don't speak to my family" or something like that, I think you're missing out on a lot. You know, you're missing out on loads because if I didn't have my brothers there. Like Luke, when my little brother, when I when I'd run and when I'd done other stuff, he'll write to me. But the way he writes is just—he's an English teacher, and the way he writes is just amazing. Um, and some of the stuff that he writes to you, you just like, you know, it nearly makes you cry when you're yeah. running down a flipping road. And then my oldest brother Trevor, he'll just—he'll text me and he'll text me something ridiculous. First time I ran, he came and dro drove for me. And we're in the middle of Scotland, and there's absolutely no there. You know, I'm in running agony. I've been running for about, I think I've been running about two weeks, and I was down to almost snail pace. And he's just like texting me, you know, and he's only he's only like in the van behind me, but he's texting me just saying, think I've just seen a werewolf, you know, and just <laughs> ridiculous stuff. Whereas when I think about it now, and you you just be like, what the flipping heck? Why is that funny? But he, he's just, you know. It's a different. It's a different way of um, encouragement, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. you've got one brother who's very kind of like you mean very. Um, I don't know, passionate, kind yeah, of like yeah. emotional. Yeah. Like, yeah, gets to there, but very caring and stuff like that. But then you got a brother who just like flipping out. Yeah, just driven over to my or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's cut. It puts a little smile on your face. Exactly. It it just <laughs> hang out a window and just go. That looks like it hurts. <laughs> you know, I know, like, <laughs> like a blister on my foot, on my feet, oh, bleeding or something. And I just be like, that. oh, I can't feel a thing myself, but it looks like it hurts you quite it. a lot. You touched on it just then, family. Um, and it's so nice to hear someone speak so passionate about family. Yeah. Um, 
And obviously you live in here, you got beautiful wife, yeah. gorgeous daughter and stuff. Yeah. I, I but one thing I always want to touch on is well the family, how do you like how did you what's you what's your nine to five day including with family though? It's like it, we're gonna have to touch more about it, but how do you fit stuff in, man? Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, yeah, it's. I, I must admit, you know, I sacrifice that sometimes, you know, and um, and I've always said to Kerry, I said I'll do everything I can to make sure that she can have a life that means that if she wants to spend that time with Nelly, then she can, and I, I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, I I wanted to, you know. It, if she wants to go back to work, brilliant. If she doesn't, then hopefully I've made it so that she didn't have to. Um, it means then though that you don't get as much time at home. Because basically I work two full-time jobs side by side. So I get up amazingly early. So I get up at half past four every day, go over to the gym. I work out in the morning and then I'll see a PT client. So as well as being a teacher, I work as a personal trainer and a like a fitness instructor, like class instructor that teaches spin. So get up mega early, go over. I usually have at least one client in every morning. They're probably in half five, six o'clock. Um, so I either have to work out with them at the same time or work out before or, you know, to try and get a couple of hours in. Um, then that gets me to about the showers and stuff like that, get to about half seven, drive over to work, get my planning done for the day or make sure I've got everything sorted for the day that I need to teach. Uh, then teach secondary school maths. So fairly full on subject, I suppose. Um, so teach that. Then I must admit when it, unless I've got a meeting to do at school, mm-hmm. I've always said this to any of my bosses that have, have ever kind of said anything to me. I always say, look, when it gets to five past three, I'm literally booting the kids out of the door and I am racing out of that door because I get out of school at five past three or maybe ten past and then I get on my bike mm. and I will cycle as hard and as fast as I can to get back to the gym to then, now she probably said I cycle to work in the morning, so um, that's about 20, mm. it's about 23 miles to work. Um, I have to go obviously via the gym. Um, but then get on my bike, cycle as hard as I can. I try and get back to Skipton where the gym is for about four o'clock. And then from four o'clock till quarter past nine every night, I'll do PT or classes. And I do that Monday to Friday and then Saturday morning. And then I work till about one o'clock on a Saturday. And then it will depend what we've decided to do. It might be that I need to do some sea swimming which means that they've kind of packed the cars up mm. and they go up the coast. Um, I'll do some sea swimming on the night. Kerry will have Nelly on her front and she'll walk up the beach with Meg and I'll kind of just swim like parallel to them up and then we'll get to a point and then we'll come back down. Um, and then I'll get out and get changed. Um, you know, I usually just jump in the public toilet somewhere and get changed and then, uh, and then we'll go for something to eat or we'll come home. Um, Sundays all depends on the Sunday what's happened on the Saturday really mm-hmm. if I've had a, a fairly tough swim or I've been out on my bike or something like that me and Kerry might go over to the gym together because Kerry likes to work out so we might go and do a gym session together um, or I'll go and just do a quick bike set so like this morning went over about 6 o'clock 
and do the bike set then. Yeah. So just do a thousand calories in an hour, and then I'll go back again tonight, and I'll do a bike run set tonight. So I'll do another thousand calories bike, and then maybe run home, which is about eight miles from the gym, um, and then off my Sundays really. But it might be that we do something a bit more relaxing. It you know it might be that we go out for the day and I decide that day that I'm not going to do anything I kind of listen to my body now and think right well if I feel good yeah. then I'll go and do something if I feel like I need a bit of a rest or Kerry thinks we want to go and do something then we'll go and do something um, you know I, a lot of people are saying to me oh you're going to regret not seeing Nelly as much when she's young and I do have that fear but I actually feel like I see her quite a lot um, which might sound strange because I don't see her loads, but Kerry comes to some of my classes and she brings Nelly with her. So Nelly kind of sits in the class, so sometimes yeah. I'll just see her then, you know. And to me, I just see it as that thing that I have to sacrifice in order for my daughter to have a life that I want to be able to give her. You know, I want to be able to make sure that she can go on whatever school trip she wants to go on or I want to make sure that, that Kerry can... Like now, she's gone to see her mum and granddad. I want to be able to make sure that I can make that happen. Um, so if that means, yeah, that I have to spend hours more in the gym, mm. or it means I have to, you know, win more races, or do more races, then I'll do that. Incredible, man. Incredible, incredible. Is it true that you still have only a four hours sleep or not? Yeah. Have you always had that, no matter what kind of, even... Um, or is this something that you always you, you kind of train yourself to do because of the training and everything like that? Yeah, I um, a, a few years ago I, I was before I met Kerry, I was kind of in a a place where I was just being a bit of an idiot really. I didn't really have anywhere that that I was moving to. I, you know, I uh, I kind of went along with life, just kind of floating by really, and then kind of start to think to myself oh you know I, I want to do this I want to do mm -hmm. that so I started to put like little goals in place and that meant that I needed to earn some money really so I started to uh, I started to like get law qualifications and, and things like that and build myself up and just made myself incredibly busy and then and then that business kind of coupled with what I was doing created this life where where I needed to sleep less basically to, to be more successful um, and that's kind of become me if you like is I think to myself if I want to be successful I'm going to have to sacrifice some of the thing that I can sacrifice is sleep you know it, it costs nothing does it so you know I can sacrifice that bit so that the hours that I am awake I'm making them work for me so every hour of my day is is planned, I know what's happening and I know that it's going to be doing something towards making sure I don't flipping drown in the channel or yeah. you know it's going to be making sure that Nelly can can go to nursery or mm. and we can choose that whereas it's not dictated to us or we can have the house that we want or we can work towards the life that we want um, so yeah so I kind of just train myself to, to go on four hours sleep and I'm not saying that's every day mm. some days like, Treat yourself to five. Yeah, yeah, might might lay in, <laughs> but I can't lay in a long time. You so, know. But something that obviously you you've done several several 
uh, races. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Man up one coming up. Yeah. Doesn't your body need sleep? One for recovery. Yeah. Two for strength. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and three psychologically. Yeah. You need to like you know what I mean. So how does how's that? Yeah, I suppose the weird thing is that I can't test that. You know, I can't. I suppose you can test it, but it'd cost you quite a bit. Mm. I don't know how well I would perform if I went on eight hours sleep every night. Mm. You know, whether I would perform better or not. But at the moment, and it's like I, I try and say it, a lot of people, I don't have that luxury. Mm. So it's, I did a speech the other week and I had Sarah Story, Dame Sarah Story on one side of me, most decorated Paralympian. You know, I've got Professor Brad White, he's the geezer that fucking helps and go uh, celebrities go up Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. And I've got other people, all who come from, you know, or have money, if you like. And they basically said to me, if you had a million pounds, you know, do you think you'd make it? And I just think to myself, yeah, I probably would. Because I know that I've got the mentality to do it, but try and get the finance behind you to be able to do it. And that's why I did the Iron Man's. I'm cycling along and I'm thinking, and I passed this woman on a bike. And uh, I thought, great that she's out doing Iron Man. Brilliant. She was on a six grand bike. Yeah, six grand bike. And she's wearing just a normal pair of trainers. She went clipped into her pedals or anything. She probably was seven or eight stone overweight. Now she might have been just borrowed that bike for the day, mm. which is fair enough if she has. But all I thought to myself was, I, I bought a six hundred quid bike off eBay, mm. you know, because that's literally all I could afford. And, you know, I thought to myself, it, the people who are winning this are winning because their kit is the best, mm. their bikes are the best. You know, the things that they can afford are the best. They can train in the best areas. Now, where I train in the gym, it's a nice gym, but it's not some state-of-the-art place, you know. It's, yeah. I I can't have that stuff at home. So, like, these people have got tidal pools at home, whereas I have to go to council swimming pool. Not, not the council swimming pool. No, there's nothing. <laughs> you know, it's great for your immune system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but... You know, there's things like that that I kind of, I get disheartened by. Mm. You know, that's what I do get disheartened by. The fact that I have to couple all my training in with working full time in a job that I love. So I'm not going to say that I don't love it because it's ace. Um, And I enjoy the PT. But sometimes I just think, flipper neck, if somebody could just come along and say, look, there's 300 quid, you know, you can enter a race now. Mm. Because I can't even afford to enter the races because of 350 quid a time to enter. Yeah. You know, so it took me a few months just to save up the money to enter the race in Staffordshire. Right. And it's just things like that where it drives you a little bit. Well, McDowell's, if you're listening, yeah, right? Yeah. Big would. fan of it. He's never, yeah, you haven't seen no sponsors, are you? Pardon? You never seen no sponsor. Oh, no way. And I think it's unbelievable. I mean, some sponsor you're working with now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, it's, he's so grateful and stuff, but he gets you doing what you're doing. For me as well, <clears> it's not like it not that I won't say if it was somebody who I didn't know mm. a company that didn't have a face it wouldn't be somebody I'd want to be with if that makes sense now if they're going to come in with a life changing offer and say right Sam there's a million quid then yeah I'll sign with Nike or whoever you know 
that's different. But what I want is for companies from Yorkshire mm. to be able to get behind me. So I work with like Yockenthwaite Pottage, you know, they're a farm from Yockenthwaite, you know, who decided to diversify into making porridge and granola, which I think's ace. You know, I work with Rural Solutions. They are a company who, again, they're like architects and design, they design buildings for rural settings. Again, based in Skipton. You know, so places like that, that I want to, to be a part cool, of, yeah. yeah. You know, that they're gonna get some up from it. You know, and if there is anyone out there that wants to do it, then please tell me, because <laughs> I, I need all the help I can get at the moment, you know, it's... Uh, it's, an, it's an unbelievable kind of um, thing to be part of, I think. Yeah. You're an individual, you're hard working, influ- influential, I can't be any other word, influential, I can't say it. But also, not just that, you're a motivational speaker, you, you're a teacher, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you're working with young ones, yeah, which yeah. is important. Do you know what I mean? It's so important to see. Just one thing I want to finish off before we uh, head down to the gym. You're dressed for it, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All the time. Do you know what I mean? I forgot my, sh- I should have worn my shorts really, but my legs, yeah, my area than dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing like you mentioned, we've been chatting across the last few weeks and stuff. Um, you describe yourself like people think you're like a robot. Yeah. Just kind of elaborate on that. What you meant by that? I know what you mean. Yeah, I think. But just to finish off before we go down, I think people think that you, I have no emotion. You know, like so, and or that you don't feel pain. You know, and that's. <coughs> That's an hard thing to. It's an hard thing for me to say. I don't. But, you know, I'm I'm not like that because in some ways I have to be very kind of single-minded with certain bits. Um, but I mean, like to try and give people some context. You know, we were supposed to do this last week, um, but me Kerry, we we've had some fairly bad news really. You know, it's and. It was one of those things where we found out, I think about a month ago, that Kerry was pregnant, mm. you know, and that's the, it's like the best feeling ever, because um, she'd set it all up, you know, to, um, you know, so that like Nelly was kind of like saying that she was going to be a big sister and things like that, so it was really amazing, and then, and then two weeks later, and this is why I kind of, some days just think is it all worth it you know because then I'm sat on the bike I wasn't even here I was flipping on that sodding bike and um, you know I get a message off Kerry weirdly I never ever look at my phone while I'm on the bike I don't really message off the bike because mm. I, I kind of just sit and I think to myself if I use my phone then I'll start to think that I need it while I'm out you know so I try and make it as real as possible being outside I was actually on the what bike in the gym you know and it, for whatever reason I just decided to look I saw it flash up and I decided to look and it was Kerry just saying something's not right you know if something's going wrong um, we need to go to the hospital so went to A&E so I, I literally just jumped off the bike absolutely flipping caked in sweat and you know jumped off the bike um, and they came down, picked Kerry up, and she was just in pain. And I think, I mean, I'm sure you, you'd be the same when you do it. And it, it, it's that thing where 
you can't do anything. It is as much as you, you want to help, you can't do anything. Went to A&E and um, saw some doctors and they just said, yeah, the lightnesses, you've had a miscarriage. So, um, so yeah, it was, it, that just kind of made me think, you know, I, I kind of just like, the bike's nothing then, is it? You know, the bike's, I don't care. Um, I, I just didn't care about anything at that point. All I wanted to do was make sure that Kerry was okay, that Nelly was okay. Um, you know, we came back here, um, came back and, and Kerry was just, you know, it's like saying sorry. <laughs> just uh, you, have, what are you sorry for, yeah. you know? And it, it absolutely flipping broke me, you know, for her to be saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I just thought, I was just more sorry that I couldn't do more, that I couldn't, you know, that you can't, you can't help. Mm. So, um, so yeah, the last kind of two weeks have been really tough because I know that I'm getting close to, to swimming the channel. We're trying to get over that and Kerry's trying to get kind of the body back to normal, you know, because it starts to change. You start to kind of sit and make plans as well of, oh, we're going to have another baby, you know, gonna have a bigger family um plus it was father's day as well when kerry had written a um a card to me and it said she's like written it with a left hand you know to make it look like nelly had written it but um she wrote it and then just said i'm from bump and i think that bit just you know I, that bit to me then i was i was almost at that point where i just thought i don't want to swim i don't want to get on my bike, I don't want to run anywhere, just want to kind of close everything off mm. and just make sure that, you know, Kerry and Nelly are okay. And and it took a couple of days of being almost angry, but then I, I think as well, it took a couple of days of like talking to other people and that's what they say that blokes don't do and that's why when people say to me oh well you must just be able to block things out but there's certain things that you want to kind of say to people there's certain things and one of my best mates you know he's been through absolute hell you, you know you might know him it was his wife that was murdered in Aldi um, she was murdered um, about just a year and a half ago Skipton in Skipton yeah um, she was stabbed in Aldi and I just any time that things get really bad and every time I, I feel like complaining about how hard things have been I think about him because he's got a little girl you know and he's now mum and dad and I was chatting to him about it and he turned around to me and he just said mate he goes you'd be amazed at how many people it's happened to um, he said we had it seven times and I just thought, flipping heck, it kind of puts it into perspective. It makes you feel a bit like other people understand your pain. Mm -hmm. um, and it also makes you feel like you, you, you're not the only one. You will get through it. And it just took that, I think. And it made me and Kerry quite <coughs> much stronger together. Um, we've always been very strong with everything that I've kind of, with everything that I've kind of put us through. Um, 
you know she has to watch me in some of the you know the stuff that I do to myself I know that it can't be easy for somebody to watch um, so it's it's made us really strong you're, you're an unbelie- unbelievable guy you've got an unbelievable family remember that right? yeah. and like you said it's kind of you think about stuff like your friends and stuff like that don't you yeah it puts life in perspective doesn't it it's just yeah <coughs> you know what I mean but it's kind of you're strong you're strong minded as well Sam do you know what I mean you're huge you're a huge rock alright remember that and it's running things what you got you got to carry and carry on and carry on doing it don't you move forward yeah um, but maybe they obviously this this kind of challenge coming up it's going to even push you even more to fucking kick the shit out of it yeah do you know what I mean exactly I think I think that's I had like I said I had two days where I was just like right I'm done I've got nothing to prove to anyone you know I know I can run a long way I know I can bike I know I can just about swim mm. I've got nothing to prove but then I was just like if I if I jack if I just if I just give up then I'm just like every other person who's ever quit because something was a little bit hard mm. you know or things didn't quite go your way and I just think if we all did that if we all just quit every time something doesn't quite go as you're wanting it to then you'd never get anywhere and then every kid that I've ever turned around to and said yeah life is hard you know then <coughs> I'd just be a fraud wouldn't I? if I if I gave up because it was a little bit tough so yeah it kind of has helped me as well now focus and mm. just push harder than what I thought I could push um, so yeah it's been been hard in a way but it's also like I said been galvanizing for me and Kerry it's made me see that how strong Kerry is how strong we are as a unit so nothing really bothers me now mm. shall we go for a little wander yeah yeah shall we this novel meets episode is sponsored by McDowell's the intelligent logistics oh my gosh Oh, sorry, sorry, wait a minute. It's... Welcome to the Citroen C3. So nice. Yeah. They're all right. Never went with French. What happened French to your mini? Um, it's just a subject. <laughs> um, so then we'll go a little drive to the gym. Just before we start as well, have a, have a, have a look in there. Have a look in there. Go on, pick your weapon. Go on, there you go. Pick this. Look at that. Look at that, yeah. Fantastic. I don't really wear sunglasses. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. What about when you're running in that? Uh, yeah, I, I might do on my bike, but I don't really when I'm. Because uh, I even had a uh, look. Oh, that's keen, isn't it? Being a musician and stuff, one thing that I like to uh, do is kind of like get to know people's musical taste. I think it's a strong, a strong subject, music, and it you get to know people. Yeah. It's, it's powerful music you must know yeah when, I, you, when you do your stuff yeah I use it I, I need to let my mind drift you know it's all I'll pick songs that I know will make me drift off to remember different things nice oh yeah so like this now if I if I thought about where this reminds me of and what it reminds me of. I was having a really bad day in Ohio. I went absolute flipping pieces. 
I was not running well and my headphones had broken because I'd been sweating too much and we were in the middle of nowhere so I couldn't buy a new pair of headphones because I couldn't listen to my music so what the guys did was they gave me we had CB radios to be able to talk to each other and I would have an earpiece in and I would, yeah down there and um, yeah I had an earpiece in and then the CB radio clipped onto my back so what the guys did was they held the CB radio next to the radio in the van mm -hmm. and then played the songs um, like through my earpiece that way and instead of through my phone and this was the first song that was on Jack and Diane, John, John Millington It's incredible how something like that takes you back yeah. that memory and I can remember the everything about where we were I remember being in in between all the fields and you know where they, they're like growing all the corn and stuff so you can't see anything because the corn is that high that you're completely blinded either side and obviously in America all you've got is flipping straight long long straight lines so all I could see was 50 miles in front of me a straight line and cornfields either side and that's just what it reminds me of but it also reminds me of my dad does this song uh, he used to have this tape <laughs> John Cooper yeah, yeah. tape in, uh, in this old Land Rover that we used to have and it was like this beat up old army Land Rover you know with a soft back change gear in it, absolutely freezing, he used to take us all over in it, so cold in the back of it, you'd be perishing, <laughs> Where, wherever you got, you'd just be absolutely freezing by the time that you got there, so, but yeah, when I listen to this, plus it's a nice long song, so, when you're out running, that's what you want, you don't want songs that are over really quick, you want songs that make you think about something else for a while, you can just do that. Do you get lost in the melody or lyrical? Are you a lyrical guy? Yeah, I, yeah, lyrics, I think. Yeah. Um, certainly is with this, you know, it, yeah, especially being a, t a teacher, because it says then, hold on to 16 as long as you can. I kind of want to grab every single kid I teach and, like, you know, like shake them and say, you don't know how lucky you are to have everything in front of you. Mm -hmm. You can do anything you want. Go and do it. Go and do something absolutely amazing. Go and shock people. You know, go and, and change the world. Don't go and think that where you live is the centre of the world. Well, the other problem that you've got is, yeah, this is classic. Rock is like the greatest. I think if I could say, if I could relate how I am to, to, to a film, it, this is how I want people to think about me because they look at me and they think there is no way on earth you should be able to run 100 miles you know it, I, I go to teach maths every day you know it, normally I weigh a lot more than what I weigh at the moment the only reason yeah. I'm quite thin at the moment is because I've been doing a lot of running and biking but normally I weigh kind of 15 and a half 16 stone I'm a rugby player really so you need to do that scene with steps though. You must yeah. have done, how many times have you done that? Yeah, Probably. well we did that in Philadelphia. Did you? When we were in America, we, Philadelphia is not on the way. It's completely out of the way. Mm -hmm. From New York to go to Chicago, you wouldn't go that way. But we went New York, Philadelphia, Washington, just because we wanted to do the Rocky Steps and we wanted to see the White House. Oh, this is like, this is what you were talking about. It smells like teen spirit. What a bander. 
this is... You started it? Yeah. The problem that you've got is when you're listening to certain types of music, run a long wave, you've got to be careful that you don't run too fast. This song comes on in my headphones, I'll speed up. So I've got to be careful there. Or if I'm out on my bike, and I, I don't often wear headphones on my bike because I want to be able to hear where the traffic is, but if I am, I'll probably stand up out of, the, out of the saddle and attack, you know, and it's like, you don't really want that, you know, you're doing 800 miles on your bike, you, you, you don't want to burn out after the first 50, so, um, so yeah, it's... Um, you started it? Yeah. It's Dave Grohl, it? Yeah. I think Kirk Cobain described him as metronomic and how he hit the drum. We'll go straight across. Foo's family? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Who you're in, who, who's in your uh, top three bands then? Uh, Green Day. Alright, yeah. Yeah, I love Green Day. I'd probably go Green Day, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, but obviously, you know, with Nirvana not being there now. Um, yeah, I do like Into Leon, some yeah. of their stuff's really good to cycle to. So, you can always listen to a bit of Killers. You seen last night on Glastonbury? Yeah, 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 amazing. They were brilliant. Do you remember you that grunge? Yeah, 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 Offspring. Love them. So we're heading to the gym, which is pretty much in another beautiful part of Yorkshire, if you've never been, called Skipton. Yeah, Malham's in bits of balls, that BD22. BD23. 23? Yeah. Well, I think as well, that, that's the whole thing, isn't it? People underestimate the city, uh, you yeah. know, and it's one of those things, underestimate your peril, because Bradford is an hard city, you know, it's, it knows how to fight, it knows how to dig in and, and you know, and produce greatness. Produce greatness, I like that. Produce greatness, and you know, but you're knocked on the head. We're hard working. We're not scared of anything, are we? Who do you say most like supportive people in your lives are? Obviously, obviously Kerry and, and Nell and stuff. And but yeah. like any any people stick out through your life? Yeah, my brothers, my mum and dad. You know, like how would it to be my mum and dad? It must be the hardest job ever because. To watch your son physically torture himself, to watch your son break, must be awful. Mm. It upsets me. She nearly like falls over and bangs her head. You know, mm -hmm. and I think, oh my! And then she screams, "House down!" And to watch must be horrible. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, a bit marvelous. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is also because. Remember the Titans is one of my favourite films. Alright. Watched it. Yeah. It's about an American football team. And um, it's at a time when um, America was split through race really badly. Yeah. And this team basically had to have black and white players on the team. And they got a black coach and they were the first ones to do it. And it's based on a true story of how they kind of came together and it helped galvanise a town and a, and a state in the end. Amazing. You know, and that's my, and What's that called? It's called Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Check that out. It's got Denzel Washington in it. Brilliant film. Is that your favourite film, then, yeah? It's well up there. Me and my brother have this kind of conversation all the time. What, like, favourite films and things. A country music fan? Or would you say it's something uh, that is... Uh... There's a couple of songs that I like, but not massively, no. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit like that, and it's weird, because obviously... Country music's huge. I mean, one of the three pinnacle genres of music in America it's country in it yeah. one of them anyway country christian yeah hip-hop and rap 
Yeah. I think you've got I think you've got an encore in your ear. Oh no. Uh, I do like this. Na nice, nice, yeah. nice. You've got to have a bit of quick in there. You've got to have a bit. Have you seen the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody oh, film? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Piano player though. Yeah. You seem to forget how good he is on the piano. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I love that film. But I can just listen to them. I can just listen to them over and over. And the best thing about it is, you know, and you're talking what now? What were this? Nineteen. 80, 90, 90. Did, did it late 70s into 80s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know, but now it still sounds exactly like, you know, it, it sounds like it could have come out yesterday. I, I love it. They don't make them like this anymore. No. Production and stuff like that. And, and, and to say they didn't have the facilities they have now within studios and stuff, it was literally raw. Yeah. And it was on tape. Yeah, it was old school. It was... You had to sing in key, do you know yeah. what I mean? There was none of this auto-tuning on no. vocals and stuff like that. The boss, innit? Yeah. You know what I mean? The boss. Yeah, I, uh, when we went across America again, uh, this was a uh, album that I listened to just, oh, just all the way through it. You can there, picture it, can't you? There ain't a bad song on this album going all the way around there, man. What a voice. Yeah, there ain't a, the, the entire album, I love every track on it. Absolutely love it. And this is another one when you were saying about lyrics. I love the lyrics of this. He's an amazing lyricist. Yeah. Watch him at uh, Millennium Stadium. Wow. You know, and just it was one of them things where, you know, again, not many people will get to go and do that with the brother and the dad. And he was in yeah. bonding again, connection. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Our music can bring people in a content space like a stadium or an, a venue, an arena, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? It, it just gels people, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, and it's one of those things as well, you know, I think back to to basic training and I think, and I think about the songs that were on then and during basic training, Red Hot Chili Peppers had just released Californication. The, um, the album and um, we all sang Other Side and Scar Tissue. Wow. You know, and I, I just remember it so, so clearly. So, yeah. And it's, and I'm sure that anyone else that was there at that time would remember that. You know, it's just amazing. Class. Well, I feel privileged now I'm actually going to the gym with you. Um, I should have worn my shorts, really, shouldn't have, but I didn't <laughs> do it. But anyway, well, that would, I love that. Good little road trip. Now I know, you know what I mean, I know you're, you're musical, uh... Yeah, anything. Yeah. I'll I, listen to anything. I'll send you some playlists. Yeah. I'll send you some. Send us some through, or just create them on Spotify and I'll just follow you on there. There you go. You know what I mean, right, let's go and let's do some, uh, yeah, behind right. the scenes at the gym. Awesome. these gigs in here, mate. Absolutely. You're cool as fuck, though. Right. <laughs> this Nova Meets episode is sponsored by McDowell's Logistics, West Yorkshire's premier haulage and distribution company. Privilege, we're at the gym. We're you. Yeah. This is where it happens. So what we're talking here, you're seven days a week here. Yeah. Seven days a week, second home, pretty much, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Seven days a week. Um, do you have the same kind of routines? I take pre-workout, which is just um, like caffeine, basically, right. beforehand. Um, so I do that. So each day we'll focus on a different discipline. 
Yeah. Um, tomorrow, got an early morning swim set. Yeah. So the pool, I mean, the pool don't open till six, so I can't get in there that early. But I'll come over here. I'll either sit on the bike first for 45 minutes, so I'll get here about quarter past five, and then sit on the bike till six, then yep. go up to the pool, get in the pool, and I'll do an hour, maybe an hour and a half in the pool, mm-hmm. then go to work. Then tomorrow night I've got three classes, like fitness classes back to back, so I'll cycle back from work, mm. get here, I see a PT client first of all, and then at 5.20 I've got first spin, mm. then just after six I'll start the next spin class, and then at seven o'clock I start a kettlebell class. Then I have the quickest shower ever, basically just getting a spin round three times, cover myself in soap, and then I come back out and I've got a PT client and then I'll cycle home. And then that's that's my day if you like. And then Tuesday I do um, the client that I have in on a Tuesday morning, they do they're a husband and wife and they do um, circuits. So I just join in the circuits with them, so light weights but lots of reps. Um, so I'm not adding loads of muscle. Um, then cycle to work again, cycle back, come here, then I've got double spin on a mm-hmm. Tuesday night. So, But I don't have a client in before, so I cycle back and I'll do a three hour bike set on the watt bike then. Um, so that'll be sort of two and a half, three thousand calories set on the bike. Usually pushing around about 250 to 300 watts for three hours, which is... Watt? Yeah, of power, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so to break the world record, I need to push at 220 for 44 hours. So if I can sit at sort of 250 to 300 for a long time, then I'm all right there. Um, and then this morning I sat at 300 watts for an hour. Um, then Wednesday morning I'll come over, I'll cycle over again, and I'll just do a pure weight set, cycle to work. Now Wednesday night I don't do anything physical. I have kind of, I'll cycle back from work, but I don't do any kind of classes, I just have PT. Thursday morning, swimming pool, come back, and again, I'll just do a weight session Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon, Friday morning bike, um, and I bike here, I stupidly cycle here, then get on the what bike, when I could just go out on my bike, but I have a client in, you see, so what I do is I set him up a circuit, I sit on my bike, and I just sit and watch him work out, basically, um, then cycle on to work, come back, do another bike set, mm-hmm. Um, and then usually interspersed in the week I've done some sort of 10Ks I'll usually do a 10K as well on a Monday morning as well as a swim just depends where they fit in really Um, and then on a Saturday morning I'll cycle here two PT clients and then I do spin again and um, a bike set and um, a body pump class and then Saturday afternoon is usually distance, more running at a weekend because I can do more mileage. Mm. So, and that's my week really. So, so today, how long you in, how, how long is this session? I'll do 45 minute bike. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try and push it through in 20 watts for 45 minutes. Right. Which is hard. That'll be kind of mega high heart rate, sort of 175 heart rate. Right. Which my resting heart rate is 28, you see. So. Yeah. It, you know, the average person's is around about 45, 50, I would have said. I don't know what the average person's is, but mine's low, I know it is. Because every time I go to hospital, they think I'm about to die. Um, and so I'll probably sit with my heart rate about 175 for 45 minutes, which is very high. I 
I couldn't sustain it for a long time. But then I do 45 minutes there and then I'll get off and I'll do a 10k in and I'll try and push my 10k for about 36 minutes. This is about as technical as I get. Obviously, what I really like, and again, sponsors kind of permitting, is I have this set up in my house. I mean, it wouldn't be in my house, but like a little pain cave, like a garage or a shed or something yeah. like that. Um, and hopefully, somebody comes along and says, yeah, we'll, we'll do that for you. But, you know, if they can't, then it means every day I drive over here and I don't know if you ever used Zwift, but no. Zwift is like a computer game, but it's linked. So I go on to here this is what up it's like a made up world but then I can see all these people are real and I will cycle against them so, so, so where are you going today on Zwift so Zwift is well I always think it's like Arizona it's like New Mexico so today's quite flat mm -hmm. because I'm wanting to get more distance in so you can go up like Alpe d'Huez their equivalent of Alpe d'Huez which mm -hmm. is like you know an hour and a half of just going uphill um this is very flat, it's only 100 metres of climbing, so I can sit and go very fast, about 25 mile an hour, which is pretty quick mm. on a bike to sit and push up for, for a while. How diet changing food wise? Like, uh, you, uh, now, the amount of calories you're burning, I mean, you must do that. Yeah, now, generally I'm pretty good with diet. You know, I, I can, I'm one of those people who can pretty much eat whatever and not put weight on, but recently I've needed to. Well, first of all, when I was going to swim the channel, I needed more body fat. That's why at the moment I'm probably carrying a little bit more than what I would normally at this time, because what where? Because <laughs> because I didn't want to freeze to death. Right. I did a, a practice swim a couple of weeks ago, and I was so I'd never been that cold in my life. It was affecting. My, it was literally making me slur my words. I was that cold. It was probably the start of hypothermia. Um, I did a mile of swimming and they had to fish me out, they had to pull me out of water. You just got a shock? I, I, yeah, I just started cramping everywhere. Like my muscles felt like they were gonna snap. So I got out and we wrote to the Channel Swim Association and said, look, we are doing this triathlon. I cannot put weight on because if I do, then I'm gonna go slower on the bike and the run's gonna be torture. Can I wear a wetsuit? And they've said, yeah. All right. So now, I have, so now I've just had to, so I've just cut 22 pounds in a month. So I've just dropped 22 pounds away in a month. So, and it'll keep coming down. I'll probably come down about another 12 from there. Right. Um, and at that point, yeah, my diet is strict. Um, I'll eat very clean, if you like. Yeah. Um, and I eat very boring food to try and trick my mind. Because if you eat boring food, now I'm telling you this like I know it, but I literally went and got somebody's help. I went to these guys from Bradford yeah. called Biome, and they just said, what you need to do is make your food as bland as possible. So in the morning, I was having like porridge, just with water, nothing on. It was like, it was like gruel. Um, and then I was just eating loads of that to satiate my appetite. And because it's so bland, your brain gets bored of it and your body gets bored of it so you become fuller quicker um so yeah let's make sure i make the vegan stuff interesting yeah the, vegan, you know what I mean? the vegan stuff is interesting because 
I'm not sure how well I'd be able to. I'm not sure how well I'd be able to to do this stuff if I was on a pure vegan diet. Now I'm sure people will say to me, or vegans would say to me, oh, well, you can because there's this and this. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like flipping it. You know, I need to. I need the protein to recover, or I need this, or I need that yeah, yeah. to get it out of tofu or whatever you get it out of. And, and you know, I just would find to be too difficult. I think. A lot of athletes are vegans, though. Yeah, they are. They, they you go, know, they go plant based. Yeah, like because because it's so clean, and because basically you're getting all your minerals out of it. So micro density, like the density of nutrient you're getting out of it is pretty good so yeah. you you are full and it's one of those in it flipping eating kale all day that is hard work you know it's boring so your your mind will just think especially if you cook it like i'm gonna cook it yeah nothing exactly. on it yeah, yeah exactly so it's very it makes you full longer so have these been kind of with, with you for a while these boots are yeah these, are these, you always wear the kind of it's comfortable these have, comfortable, do you know what I mean? These have been with me a while. These came across America with me. Um, again, got them off eBay. Um, so they're absolutely bad and they stink. But they are a pair that, you know, I just sweated. So it's like, yeah. well, it's like this bike here. This is the bike that went across America. You know, is that the one? Yeah, absolutely battered to bits. And the only reason it's not got its back wheel on is because sometimes when I'm doing the classes, I sit on a turbo trainer and do that. Um, right. So that's the only reason it's not got a, it's back wheel on at the moment. But yeah, that's the bike. Just sitting on that saddle. Yeah. Um, your legs just, my legs are just used to being tired, I think. Mm. You know, it's one of them where if I had the luxury of not having to do it, then it might be all right. Or you have the luxury of physios, of doctors, of masseuses and things like that. But mm. I don't, you know, so you just kind of do what you do to get on. It. An absolute machine, you know. <laughs> no, you are an absolute inspiration machine. And thank you for letting me uh, just have this kind of insight behind the scenes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to sit here now for an hour with you and no, watch you sweat and stuff. It no. might be, wouldn't, might be a bit weird, and so you probably get sick of me in a minute. Well, in a minute. Yeah, for sure. You'd just be like, most people watch me sweat and just think, how, how is that humanly possible? I, I've, I've never met anyone that can sweat like me. And like somebody will come up to me and go, oh, I can sweat. And I just say to them, I can lose one stone in an hour. And not that I can do it easily, but I can lose a stone in an hour just in sweat. So I said, if you think you can sweat, just try it. And a lot of people will kind of turn around when they come into my classes and just go, this guy reckons he can run all the way around the country, but he's near passing out on a bike. But that's how hard I, that's how hard I push. Every session is hard. You know, and I'll do the odd session where my heart rate's less, but every session is. That's all. Yeah. July twenty second. July twenty second. Um, if you, if you need someone to see in band, yeah. we are kid. Yeah. Sending you funny picture messages and stuff like that. You know what yeah. I'm, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for listening, watching. Sam right, July twenty second, epic triathletes. Triathletes? Did you call it? <laughs> it's triathlete. I, yeah, I'm a triathlete. Triathlon, triathlon yeah. um, 22nd July. Watch out for him if you want to run with him as well, by all means. But also, sponsors. Unbelievable what he's doing. Inspirational, motivational speaker, teacher, athlete. Sponsors, dig deep.
He's a fire. Yeah. Be amazing. He, I mean, look at the look at gaps. He needs some more badges on there. Yeah, right? all of these. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you, McDowell, as well, sponsoring iTunes, yeah, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you so much. Best of luck to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.